All right, we're recording. Uh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text. Yep. Where we take our group texts and bring them to real life conversations. I'm one of your hosts, aka Tommy Ain't Got No Job, aka We Got Emmys, aka We Got Grammys, aka Producers Produce. Cool, aka I ain't seen no credits in a while. <laughs> aka. Anyway, this is the smug dude being smug. Love at first smug and the storyteller. So I know you got shout outs. Who is your crew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got I got a couple shout outs. First shout out this week uh goes to my man uh 117. 117. Yeah. That's how many miles I had last month. That, um, I still like the record, then, though. I got the record, by the way. Uh hold on, I'm saying so 117. Shout out to the dude that had 117. And then uh shout out to the dude that had 71.57. Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but so one person had 117 and the other one had 71.57. That's about a, a 45 mile difference. What was your uh, what's your weather like out there? Oh, I don't I I, I walk and I don't, I don't I don't you know, I don't oh, get up. Oh, you're not concerned with the weather, huh? Nah, yeah, you know. I got I got miles to get, yeah. That's cool. I'm, ch- I'm. I got. I, I got steps to get. I'm cool. It's low management over here, though. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying it was. A, it was a 45 mile difference uh, last month. So still low. I just want. I just want to shout that out. You know, that's it. Still low management. It's cool. Yeah. You gonna get me this month because I'm not going outside in that cold. I promise I'm a, you I'm a, that. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna be in DC in, in in the week. Yeah. I'm gonna be out there with you. And you can walk. I'm not walking in the cold like that. Right, well, I got a know. certain temperature that I'm trying to be at. Before nah, I, get I, you. I mean, you know, it's a lot of lot of lot of changes to the to the conversation. You know, no, we got twelve you, months though. That's fine. You, I, I got you, it. You, you you won the first one. I've been dominating ever since. You know, nah, you got def- dominating. You got the. I mean, forty five miles. That's not dominating. Now? No, I mean, look at the thing. I just took some time off. I'm chilling. Oh, okay, I mean, you know, what it so all right, cool. I mean, whatever you guys say. Yeah. I won first. I'm like the, the the dad that plays the kid in horse and just like wins and just never plays you again. Oh, okay. Okay. You know so so you, you, just, you just let me win these last two months. Yeah, of saying. course. I mean, come on, oh, okay. man. Cool, I already good, told good you I walked to Virginia, man. Like before. Uh, I, I, that's what you say. I was going, I was going to tell you the last day you could have drove. Just put it on your car. Cause you was 45 miles behind. I was going to let you drive. Try to catch you up. You're going to let me drive to catch up. Yeah, because forty five miles, it was gonna take you a little while. Even on even on the beltway, it's gonna take you a little while. Yeah. You happy because you 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 won something? Nah, I'm just you know it's you know so you know winners win. You know that's it. Yeah, whether that's, it's one mile or forty five miles, you play to win the game. That's what Herm Edwards told me. Yeah. Well, I wasn't playing the game. I'm chilling. <laughs> like I'm at I'm I'm in the middle of the season. I'm trying mm-hmm. to preserve my legs so that we can get get this playoff run going. Oh, okay. So when's the playoffs? So I know. So I know. When's the playoffs? Summer? Playoffs of the when summer? When are we going to reset? We resetting next month? Or are we resetting in March? Uh, I mean, you tell we me. we get some better weather. Yeah, all right. So, you, so, 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 so basically the next four months, we just, we just walking when we walk, but we not back on the competition until March. 
Uh, I, I say I'm, let the audience uh, tell us that. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let the listeners tell us what they think. Let the listeners. So other, get to your. Other, get, I don't want to hear about this anymore, man. I'm other, other, I'm being sore, sore, smug. Yeah, other shout outs this week are to uh, Smug Dude and CDC, who uh, we didn't record last week, celebrated the anniversary. Um, yeah, I got got a text from both of y'all. I'm glad to glad to see y'all still married. You know, that's 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 good news. Hey, Amen. It, it was questionable in the group text with y'all last week whether y'all were gonna make it, but you know, it was good to see. We 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 still here. We still here. How many years? Rona free. Uh, nineteen. Damn. 19. Damn. Yeah, man. You know. She put up with you for 19 years? She's a saint, boy. Hey, man. I'm just saying. 19 years with, with good old Smug. <laughs> and then last shout out is to my man, Raphael Warnock. Uh, damn, we needed you to win that election last night, boy. I would. Oof. Man, I was up. I realized that part of my stress the last couple of weeks was this was that that election, yeah. Really? I just, yeah, I, I just the thought of having to see Herschel Walker on the news every day for like six years was like really kind of messing with my with my mentals, yeah. Nah, I had confidence, all the confidence I, in the world I, that he was going. I I really gave the people the benefit of the doubt on this one. I was like, there's no man, he way. He only won by like forty thousand votes though. It wasn't like it was a blowout. Yeah. But get this. Which kind of should be the A Young. Right. 1.7 million people voted for. That's what I was saying. You make it seem like you was like, I got confidence. It was 40,000. It, it was close. It wasn't like it was like, oh man, we chilling. Yeah, it was it was close. Well, yeah, congratulations, uh, Brother Warnock. Yep. Congratulations, Smug and CDC. So yep. where can they find us? We are on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Podchaser. Unlimited Text Pod at gmail.com. Unlimited Text Pod on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So, question of the week. We're getting some pretty decent questions. I read this a bunch of times. And, oh, man. Here we go. A man in Paris was fired from his consultant firm in. 2015 for not adhering to the company's fun in quotation marks values. The man refused to participate in after work drinks and team building exercises. He won the lawsuit against his job. What should be the requirements for off hours social events? So my man didn't drink and party and do right. the team building exercises and then they fired him. So he said he said that he felt like it was pressure to go events, to go to events that included alcohol and he doesn't drink. Um they should they shouldn't have required him to uh to drink or pressure him. I could understand like maybe if he felt some pressure from people. Right. But like mm, if he was required to do so and it went against what he believes in, then, then, yeah, that's absolutely wrong. That's wrong. I think that's wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, depending on the job, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like certain jobs, it's almost expected that there's some social interaction, but I, I don't know, like a consulting firm. I, I don't know, like what the, it, it's like, it's like an actual company policy. And then it's kind of like peer pressure. 
I think it's peer pressure. Cause like, think about any job that's going to require you to go. There's no, there's no event that anybody can require me to go to. Right. I can't think of a single event that I'm required to go to, uh, extracurricular. Like I could understand, like if it was a mandatory training mm-hmm. or something like that, but, a happy hour, you know, uh, uh, after work drinks, maybe the team building exercise. Like I could see that, but like just after work drinks, nah, I can't, uh, I can't get with that. I don't think that's uh that should be a requirement. Yeah. I, I can't believe that they fired them. Like I could see how you'd be like, and maybe, maybe this isn't legal too, but I could see how maybe you don't, uh, climb the corporate ladder because you aren't participating in them social events. And sometimes, you know, that's what some of the, you know, people get to know you better. They're like, oh, yeah, let's promote Steve. You know, Steve's pretty cool. But I can't believe they, they literally actually were like, yo, you're fired because you're not going to these events. Like, they were stupid anyway because they had to know there was going to be some kind of lawsuit or something. That was just dumb. Yeah, without without a doubt. I've uh, So I worked in an organization uh, where I stopped watching football. Mm-hmm. And they were, were doing everybody – um, was doing uh, uh fantasy football, right? And I felt pressured by that, like, cause I was in the in, you know in the C suite, and all those guys were the ones that were putting it together, and you know doing a, a a draft party and all that stuff, and they were coming to me like, you know, the people the the, the folks that were helping to pull it all together, and I'm just like, ah, no, nah, I'm not participating. You know, I really don't. I don't watch football. And <laughs> they looked at right. me like I was crazy. Right. And so the 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 rumor was is I wasn't a team player. Cause, okay. Because, you know, because I wasn't watching, you know, I wasn't participating right. in the draft. But that was something that I just, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't right. add value to it and participate in it. Number one, just because I would have messed up the whole league because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been involved with, subbing my players and putting the lineup in and whatever you need to do every week. And I wasn't watching football. Right. So, so like, I'm just like, okay, whatever you call it what you want, but I, I, I'm not required to do this. This is something extracurricular. This has got nothing to do with my job. Maybe a little bit of morale. I could see that, but it's not a mandatory thing. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally against uh, any company that will require someone to uh, do any off-hour social events, you strongly suggest it, but you can't right. fire nobody. You know anyone? Yeah, like I said, it was, like it was dumb. For, it was dumb for them to actually fire him for that. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. So, a young, a young, amen. Hey, yeah. I always thought I wanted to be a werewolf. <laughs> I really wanted to be a werewolf until I seen Herschel Walker. And then I just realized that I definitely won't be a vampire. I won't be a vampire. I don't want to be a werewolf. I definitely don't want to be a werewolf. Because Herschel Walker wanted to be a werewolf. And you see where that got him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'd rather be a vampire. <laughs> so, yeah. He's the dumbest dude ever. Yeah. Just imagine 
if that man would have won. I told you. That's why that's why I was panicked, man. And my A Young was the memes that were out there today. Like oh, you, yeah, you sent me a couple one. The, I think the funniest one. I laughed out loud. I just sat there at my <laughs> desk laughing. The one where it said he, uh, it was it was Herschel Walker and Donald Trump. Uh huh. And it was Donald Trump talking to Herschel Walker and was like, "You would have had him if you would just started talking to Glow, <laughs> uh, vampires and." It, it <laughs> <laughs> Oh my man! So that 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 young, I just can't believe that that man was in the race and he almost won. Like he really won. And my my point to all of this is, like, at what point do we start now in politics requiring people to have some sort of experience? Yeah. Like, what job and profession do you know of? Largely. Like at a, at a at a really high capacity that's making a real big impact, but mm-hmm. you don't have to have some sort of credentials for it. Yeah, I, I don't. I it, it started a while ago when they were like people were picking the president who they wanted to have a beer with, and I'm like, I don't, I don't care if he can drink a beer. Like it's the president is a big ass job, man. Like I need somebody that knows what the hell they doing. Yeah, like, and not just the hell they doing has some understanding of how the government works. Well, yeah, you can be smart, point. but you don't understand, you know, yeah, well, this is how you get this law passed. This, you know, like you need to have some kind of knowledge. And like you said, I, I said also too during 2016 when Trump was running, I was like, I just don't understand. I don't want my pilot to be like, hey, man, that dude, he ain't never flown a plane before, but we're going to give him a chance. Yeah. But, you know, he, he, he did run a good business, though. Like, nah, certain jobs, you know, like I don't. I want the doctor that's been doctoring for 20 years. Like, I don't want the dude fresh out of medical school, per- personally. I want the dude that's got 20 years of experience. Well, man. I'll take the dude fresh out of medical school because at least mm-hmm. he's been trained right. to do the procedure. Like, like. But, I want some, but I'm saying fresh out of medical school, like, you've only been, from what I understand, you're only messing with, like, cadavers and stuff, right? No, nah, I hear you, but, I and, and I, I get what you're saying. Right. But. Like these politicians now don't even have that. They've never touched a cadaver. They've never seen one. Like they right, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just he just yeah, he just they're just popular. Yeah, so I was just, I was thinking on my walk tonight, uh just the most popular person who's I don't know who's whoever the most popular well, person it, on it, social media is could just say I'm gonna run for president and probably win. Well that's what they people keep saying, like the people, I, people were actually literally asking The Rock if he was going. I'm like, why are you asking The Rock? Like, what has The Rock done just because he ran around in a movie? Like, now y'all think he'd be president? Like, yeah. what happened? What happened to? I mean, uh, yeah, they should I, have I, like I a. Far, it. it should be like a farm system. Like, like basically, like in order to make it to to become a like well, that's a how, professional that's how athlete did. or something like that, right? right? You have to start at the bottom and work your way up, and so the real. Uh, grassroots types of po- politicians that's what they do they start local government right. they work themselves up to state then they go national right and then mm-hmm. you know slash federal and then they end up doing whatever and so like I was even trying to think about any president in at least modern day history besides Trump mm-hmm. that right. really didn't have any sort of a political experience 
Yeah, most of them. I mean, you know, like you go Reagan. Obama. Didn't. Yeah, but he, he he was governor of California. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, right. Reagan was a, a a celebrity, like a, a right. And but he but he he became but he, did, he did go through the, a step. Yeah, right. And but Trump went straight from business mm-hmm. to president. He basically went straight. He wasn't in business no more. It was because he was the host of The Apprentice, and that's what they were saying in 2016. That most of the people voted for him said they voted for him because they. Knew he was a good businessman because they watched him on The Apprentice, a damn reality show that they completely script and orchestrate. Yeah, so I uh, just yeah. I want I want to add it. I want to no disrespect. I want to add an age limit too. Uh nah. I yeah, I want to add the age limit. I mean, can't do you that. know, that's dude, totally discriminatory. Yeah, well, listen, if you don't know how to cut on a computer, you shouldn't be running the damn. Free country. I mean, the, the you shouldn't be running America in 2022 if you can't cut on a damn computer. Where's the disclaimer when you need it? Ladies and gentlemen, the views of uh, Tommy do not directly or related to smug dude. Yeah, I don't cut a, com- that. cut a computer on that you can run. Roflation. So we Is still roflation? Because the Rona doesn't exist anymore. Man. Let them tell it. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, this China junk has got me like super fascinated. But you mesmerized we, by it. Yeah, last week we didn't do a pod, but November 30th was the three-year anniversary when a man in Wuhan starts feeling ill and later becomes the first confirmed case of COVID-19. Damn, so it was literally three years ago it was like when that jumped. But we didn't really start hearing about it till like January though, like January, February. February is when I like yeah, yeah. around February. Cause we did a big event on February twenty eighth and wasn't nobody thinking about COVID at that event on February. I, I go back to that event so many times in my mind, it was like a thousand people in a hotel ballroom and nobody was masked up or nothing on February twenty eighth. Yeah, and we did an event on March twelfth, and then the the fifteenth is when they read. Yeah, I did. I did too. But yeah, so um, protests in China started uh, because there was a fire that killed ten people in an apartment. People believe the apartment was locked from the outside because of COVID restrictions. Stringent stay-at-home orders prevented victims from escaping. Crazy, right? And also, like, yeah, crazy and sad. So China, you know, the World Cup's happening. And so China really is like literally, they're not allowing, you know, how they control the media. They can watch the matches, but they're not letting them show the crowd shots. Because in the crowd, nobody's wearing masks in Qatar. That's right. And they don't want that to, like, spread to their country that people aren't wearing masks in other parts of the world. So say that part again. What, how so are they when, broadcasting it? So when they're broadcasting the game, you know how they go to the crowd shots? Yeah. They're basically not showing crowd shots. They're censoring it. They're censoring. They're showing the game, but they're not showing the crowd shots because they don't want their people to know that in a soccer stadium in Qatar, people aren't wearing masks anymore. Yeah, I noticed that. I, did, I, I saw a few. Did you, did you see, though, you know, changing up a little bit? 
those videos of how they were like holding people down in their houses and yeah, literally trying to pick them up and, and, and take them out of their apartments and things like that. Listen, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by it on a couple levels. Cause it's just, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the last part where they were saying that China really believes that uh, America and the West will fall in 10 years because of long COVID. And obviously COVID started in, in China, Wuhan. So it kind of makes you wonder like, do they know something we don't know? Cause it's three years late and they stay on some, like, I mean, you people died in the fire cause they, their apartment, they couldn't get out of their own apartment. Man. Like that's crazy restrictions. Like, like I said, they take people out of their own house. They grab people at the airport. Like they got COVID trailer parks. Basically people live in when they get COVID. Like, I'm not saying, I don't know. It just makes me kind of wonder, like, do, do they know something? Cause they not playing three years later. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we had lockdown. Bama's was mad about yeah, over there. <laughs> and then they had, uh, there were violent protests at, um, at an iPhone plant. They, uh, there was an outbreak at the facility and they were security staff last week, tried to shut things down again. So they're saying this, it was violent protest. So they're saying it's going to be impact iPhones. Yeah. That's where the manufacturer, like where they're, they're making them, but shoot India about to come up on that. So they saying they expecting a 6 million iPhone shortage coming up on the holidays. That's going to be, that's a lot of money. Apple going to be missing them Christmas holidays or could be potentially a come up for Apple though on something different in the future. Mm-hmm. To to drive you know the demand up, you know I have six million still a lot of phones, but think about how we had the situation with the housing shortage, right? Right, and and what happened, you know, <laughs> dur- during I was gonna be playing triple for iPhones yeah, yeah, to get them for Christmas. Wa- watch, yeah. watch what ha- like uh, you remember some years ago when people were trying sure. to get was it like the Wii? I think it was yeah. the Wii. Oh, and the PS Jones and the, the, the Playstations. Yeah, like. Like, you know, I hope they don't gouge like this, uh, but they could. Like, even in our industry, right? Mm-hmm. There's uh there's one agency for that that enter uh, faces with the um the agencies that buy mortgage loans, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one organization that can interface with pulling your credit and work through the agency. They just uh, announced that they're increasing their fees by 400%. So talk about taking chips out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even even Doritos ain't going that hard. Yeah. So if it costed me, uh, call it, I don't know, 30 bucks to pull your credit, now I could pay somewhere close to $100. Per, and and we all must use this org. There is no other org- monopoly, no other organization mm-hmm. that does this, that interfaces. And the reason that they're doing it is because the agency stated that they're going to start using other services that are similar. Right. And so they say, well, you know what? You're trying to phase us out and create competition. We're just going to increase our price by 400%. And so with these iPhones, I, I it's, uh, what I was reading is that they uh, shifted everything to China, uh, not to China, but to uh, India, mm-hmm. 
But, you know, obviously they just don't have enough time to to make that many phones. But I I think <laughs> I think people are gonna be selling iPhones in the streets. Like it's gonna be a big black market for it. Listen, I got and they gonna creep the price up on them too. I just got me one of these iPhone 14s, and I'm about you to got one. On yeah, I mean, I got it a couple months ago now, but I'm about to about to go online and see how much I can get for this job right now. Man, it, what's the difference in them? Oh, I don't. You know, it's the same phone. I mean, I'm sure it does like yeah, one got, thing you know, different. Stuff, but yeah, it's got new. You know, I mean, I think the camera looks a little bit better. I mean, you know, it's cool. You know, I was a I, I'm new to the iPhone, so. But uh, yeah, it's 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 high fire. I, I don't know how nobody has one. These jumps high fire. So you were one of the uh, the Amazon people, or the uh, what do you call it? Android. The, 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 Android. The the or not not even that because because uh, what is it? The Black Friday folks. Oh, so oh, you yeah. you were one of the ones that got your iPhone on Black Friday. Nah, you got, spent nine. Mine, you were one of the nine billion dollars worth of people that was buying stuff. Now, it was funny because, you know, they people talking about they poor, people talking about inflation. But as you said, Amazon had its biggest holiday shopping weekend ever from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday. Uh, independent sellers on the platform racked up more than one billion in sales. Americans spent nine point one two billion shopping online Black Friday, a two point three increase from last year. It's funny, right? Because, like I said, people even with this election, people were talking about the economy, how the economy was bad. But one thing people going to do, they're going to buy, they're going to go Black Friday and Christmas shopping. Yeah, people going to spend that money. That's crazy. Yeah? Like People like, yeah, I can't afford nothing. Oh, it's Christmas time though? Gotta go get some Christmas gifts. Yeah, and Black Friday. 2.3. I always wonder, because it seems like people buy, them TVs be on sale every Black Friday. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, people get like a new TV or what? Because there's always them TVs on sale every Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, and one thing, I got a question. I I never thought about this until now. Do the TVs stay on sale? Like, think about it. Like, I'm, just I'm saying, buying a TV for a hundred, uh, 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 a 65-inch TV for $199 on Black right. Friday. Is the price go, look, does, do the prices go up like astronomically? The one thing I used to do Black Friday, I used to I used to buy a new printer every year on Black Friday because I would just get like one of Humphrey Dollar printers, and them jobs only last like a year. So I would, but then it would be on sale Black Friday for like seventy five dollars. I was literally bought like a new printer every year for like five straight years. Hey man, so. Deion Sanders leaves Jackson State University. Yes, sir. So, Deion left an HBCU for a Power mm-hmm. Five college, the University of Colorado Buffaloes. Shout, shout out, shout out, CDC. And so, the economic impact is thirty million dollars to Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and they. They made nine million dollars just off of homecoming. Yep. And so Dion's leaving. Mm-hmm. They had the they had the number one recruiting class in HBCU history. They signed the first star recruit to an HBCU and HBCU history. The five star recruit. Yep. 
ESPN TV deal with the SWAC, 120 million over 10 years. College game day came to uh, Jackson State only the second time in history going to an HBCU campus. So, you know, Dion did a lot for the for Jackson Jackson State. It, it's actually funny because, you know, Jackson State, I think was the, Walter Payton with Jackson State. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not like Jackson State has a very illustrious. They've been know, winning. Right. Illustrious. But it's one of those things where, you know, you think HBCUs, you think of Hampton, Howard, you know, Morehouse, Spellman, you know, that, that's kind of the ones you think of, Florida A&M. But he definitely put Jackson State way, way, way on the map again. But so he left. It was a lot of people. So he was making $300,000 a year at Jackson State. Colorado's paying him $5 million a year. Yeah, over like six years, right? Yeah. So it's like a $30 million deal. Right. So it was a lot of people. It was was a whole bunch of stuff. People were complaining. Because, you know, Dion, you know, I mean, Dion going Dion, right? Like he always going going he down. He, he's selling. He's he, he's yeah. He's a sales guy. But so so the, one of the big quotes everybody keeps going to is that Dion when he came, he said God's brought him to Jackson State. He said this is bigger than this is bigger than business though. This wasn't just about business. So everybody you know was kind of hoping Dion was going to come and. Obviously, he put Jackson State on the back on the map, and HBCUs were getting you know people were you know those games were end up on Sports Center and stuff now, and obviously they were getting big time recruits. So a lot of people were thinking, you know, Dion was making the investment in HBCUs and he was going to be there for the long haul. So a lot of people, HBCUs, some Jackson State people, felt betrayed by Dion. You know, there was even questions. People, some there was some. Reporters calling him a sellout and dumb he sold out. And um so I had a conversation maybe two years ago about Dion with some people. And I said, I said, Dion's not gonna stay there forever. And they were like, Why? He don't need the money. I'm like, Yeah, but he's Dion. Like Dion wants to be he's he's prime time. Like Jackson State's cool, but Dion eventually is gonna wanna be Dion gonna wanna be on ESPN every week. Dion gonna want to be, you know, Dion gonna want to be Dion. His name's Primetime. Like, that's what he wants to do. So they, so people are like, nah, he gonna stay. And I was like, all right. So, of course, two years later, he leaves. I thought he was gonna leave for like Florida State or, you know, a bigger, bigger program. You know, Colorado, you know, we were growing up, Colorado was, was, was like that. You know, Mike Westbrook, Cordell Stewart, you know, they was, Colorado was, was, was a squad, but they ain't been a squad for a minute. Not since, uh, like, yeah, like Westbrook, Eric Bieniemy, and them. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the quarterback's name? As I say, Cordell. Yeah, Cordell Stewart. Yep. Yeah. We Westbrook. We had that bum. Eric Bieniemy, though, man, was my man. Number one. And they, and they had a uh, who's the dude that run the Heisman? Um, oh, Rashawn Salam. Yeah. Yeah. So Colorado, they got a history. It's, it's the history now, though. But yeah, it was it was interesting to see the comments. And I, like I said, I know a lot. I saw a lot of. It was actually it was probably 
probably prior to election day, it was probably the most group chats I was in conversations over the last week was talking about the Dion situation. It's hard to have that conversation on a group chat. I tried the other day with a couple people and we just ended up calling each other. Like (laughs) I I have a friend that went to, uh, uh, he, he was born and raised in Mississippi. Okay. Jackson, Mississippi. And he ended up, uh, going to Mississippi state university. And then he transferred back to Jackson state. So he said he wasn't really mad at, um, at the situation he he um he was saying you know they've been winning he was like right. they still gonna have rick ross come to the homecoming <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he was you know he's like a lot of people are bitter and he's he's you know like disappointed but like he was always telling me too like i just hope he stay one more year because mm-hmm. he gonna go right you know and we would talk about that the one thing that i think that happened that they really fumbled was the exit like right. they did such a great job throughout the years with um the media of mm-hmm. it all and like documenting everything and having you know film and footage and stuff like that but they really fumbled the transition and like saying hey like listen this is prime's last game you know this is the opportunity this is what we're gonna do it was just like a rumor so to speak happened then no one said anything, but then all of a sudden they win the game, and then the next thing I know, Dion is in a press con- well in a locker room, telling people he's bringing luggage and bringing Louie, and they need to put their names in the portal, right? And yeah, doing, wild, and, and getting you know after he gotten off a private jet, so like I'm not saying I'm all the way. I, I'm not even really mad at Dion like because he did. He stayed there for, th- wasn't it three seasons or was it two? Yeah, three, three. For three seasons. And my man just went undefeated. Right. Right. So I'm not quite sure what else he could do at Jackson State. Also, like you said, Prime going to be Prime. Prime needed a budget. Right. You know what I'm saying? Prime, <laughs> Prime, <laughs> Prime couldn't wait to get yeah. what he felt like he needed. To support his team and all of that. That's why my man was cutting the grass. That's why he was getting. Yeah, I don't, his, I don't know how many private flights he was taking from Jackson State, but he sure got one in Colorado. Though. Yeah, so he got them a shoe deal. Right. He he got he got he did a lot for the organization, but it also went both ways too as well. I think that these were the plans anyway. Because did you know that they helped him get his degree from, from Talladega College? Nah, ah, smug dude. <laughs> so they set that up because in order to you can coach at an I think at an FCS school without a college degree. I think it's something like that, but like the BCS, you can't post. okay. Uh, 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 you can't coach if you don't have a four year degree, right? So they helped uh, Jackson State University, a part of him coming on board, that really like. Like a lot of people haven't, like you can do the research on a lot of people haven't known or didn't know is that he got his degree from Talladega College because, you know, he left school early. He never finished right. that Florida State. So not only that, I mean, the truth of the matter is, right, is Dion was coaching like high school football 
Yeah. And then and nobody was going to give him a head coaching job in college and then Jackson State did. That's right. So so you know, Dion got some benefit too by being able to walk right into a job and now he's got 3 years of of college head coaching experience he can, you know, lean on as well. So I mean, I I think honestly what it comes down to truth of the matter is and it's always been the thing is kind of the HBCU versus the PWI. And I think people expect that, you know, they're, they're legends like, you know, Eddie Robinson who, you know, grambling for years. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people put something on Dion that Dion never promised. He never promised it. He didn't. I think a lot of people thought, Oh man, if Dion stays at Jackson state, you know, we're going to be on TV. This is going, cause obviously look at all the money he bought to Jackson state. Look at all the attention he bought to Jackson state. And everybody was thinking, hey, if he stays at Jackson State for five, ten years, imagine the overall attention they could bring to the SWAC and all the money that could come in to all the programs. So I think a lot of people thought in their minds that Dion was going to be this figure that he never was going to be. But also, he could have left the players at Jackson State. So the main players that yeah, he's taking the good dudes. With yeah, he's taking the good ones. I mean, which kind of sucks with Jackson State, but <laughs> right, right. I'm just saying <laughs> he's taking them to a potentially better opportunity, better facilities, better strength and conditioning, right? Better potentially better opportunities, um, and exposure, right? And but turning them on because, like, if you think about it, if they stayed at Jackson State, they dominate and they're doing well. Dion's mm-hmm. their coach. But they're not still playing the same level of talent. So an NFL scout is like, ah, yeah, he ran a fast 40. But, like, he ain't going against these dogs every single week. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I might second guess this particular this particular player. Um, And so, like, you know, like a lot of people are looking at it from, a like, a, a money perspective. And I get it. Like I said, like, like it's unfortunate. Like that, it had to happen. It's unfortunate that it couldn't last for a little while longer, but it was inevitable that he was going to leave. And then you got to look at a couple things a dream opportunity because he always mm-hmm. wanted to be in a power five. He said that from the start, too. Right. And man, take the pendulum, put 300,000 on one side, <laughs> and put 5 million on the other side. And you, you, I mean, man, you, you going to say that, he don't need the money? Right. Uh, we don't know if he needed the money or not. And so we don't know what the, he's going to do with the money. Maybe he'll donate some back to. So that's the, that's the thing with Dion, right? It's like, and it's not just Dion. All them coaches make those promises, right? So he said, one of the first things he said was, I got enough money to last three lifetimes. This job ain't about the money. He That's what he said when he, when he took when he took the Jackson State job, right? He misspoke. He probably meant that, but that no. That's what I, but I, when he took the job, he said God brought me here. So that's what I'm saying. That, but that's that's him being prime time. That's not that's not the reality. Of the situation. But I don't got a problem with God brought me here. He didn't say he, God was gonna keep me here for yeah, thirty yeah, years. Like yeah, he didn't yeah. say he was gonna be Eddie Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he's yeah. God brought me here for like a bigger purpose, which again, like you said, that that isn't saying God brought me here with a bigger purpose for ten years. That's you're right. That's not what that said. But I think people 
again, interpret those things. God brought me here. It means, oh, okay, he hit it. He hit Money don't matter to me. I got enough money for three lifetimes. Oh, so he ain't going to be looking to go to a power five because it ain't about the money. But, and like I said, that's prime being prime. That's why I never believed he was going to be there. I'm like, the dude's name is prime time. He ain't going to be there forever. But in the end, it comes down to, you know, the funding and or underfunding of HBCUs and this kind of attention and money that he brought. And the one thing, again, I think people have, people have always said for years, what if big time athletes went to HBCUs like this guy that went, that was going to Florida state and Dion got him to come to Jackson state. So again, that got them on TV. So people have been saying for years, could you get more athletes to do that? And they're only going to do it to come to places where you got somebody like Dion, like random dudes aren't just going to go to Jackson state without, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I digress. I just know that he donated half his salary to right. do, to upgrade the facility. He um he uses relationships and resources to put it into the institution. So they won, he won. Let that man sail off in the sunset and see what he can do, and just hope that he continues to give back to to the university and. Let's hope that they smart enough to build on, on, on you know where he left it because he did leave the place in a better spot than, than where he found it. And then the yeah. last thing I say about that too is, did you see the um, he had a post. I well I saw it on Instagram, where they that after the championship they all like kind of went around the room, mm-hmm. and they were showing him love. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all the, all the players were saying, and he I, I, was that the athletic director. I think so. Kind of young looking dude. Yeah, saying like what they were grateful for about Dion. Yep. And that was, that was pretty cool. But like they should have did that like before they did all these announcements and stuff. And one of my favorite things that happened is and so I don't know the guy's name, but you know he, Dion's got a favorite uh, reporter in oh, Jackson. Oh yeah, dude, they always be playing with. Yeah. yeah, that's his man. Like they 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 yeah. they're friends and they play all the time. Right. And he was like, yeah, he said he liked the Kansas City Chiefs. And he wanted Dion to take him to a Denver Broncos game. <laughs> and then Dion was like, "What are you talking about, man?" He's like, "Yeah, cause you know, we we going to Colorado, ain't we? Ain't you going there sometime soon? Like, you know, let me just fly out there with you, go to the game." And so, uh, so yeah, they 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 just fumbled. They fumbled the transition. Yeah, they fumbled. They fumbled the transition. And so, I know we got to move on. One of the questions I think we should answer too uh, is what more can be done to build up HBCU athletics? I'll let you take that and then we move on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. I mean, it really, especially now they got these NIL deals, you know, and this this transfer portal. They were talking about there's a thousand players in the transfer portal as of Monday. Wow. And I think they, I mean, you saw like Dion was basically like, <laughs> so, some of y'all ain't going to be on the squad. And, and said, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, so let me, little, little thing. So I, that to me, like, I felt a little type of way about that, right? Because, because Dion walked into some college kids that have made life. That's a big decision what college you go to to go play football, right? Like, obviously, you know, there's no guarantee that your coach is going to stay there. There's no guarantee. 
But I don't know. It was a little too casual where he came to those kids and said that to him, man. How else like, you supposed to say it though? Like you, I don't you know. Gotta come through the front that, door, right? I know, but that's a lot for <laughs> for for eighteen year old, nineteen year old. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Like you in college, like you got a four year scholarship to Colorado. Like you went to Colorado. Like you done made. You got you got you getting your degree and Dion. Like yeah, bro, you might need to go somewhere else. Yeah, like, like you gotta jump in that tough. portal. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's tough. All right, another another sports related one. Mitchell Miller, a hockey player, was drafted, but his draft status was revoked after they merged that he had repeatedly subjected a disabled black cast classmate to extreme bullying throughout multiple years. Uh, he was originally drafted uh, in 2020 after his draft status was revoked. He then tried to go to the university of North Dakota and his commitment was ended after public outcry. He was drafted again last month, 2022, November 22 by the Boston Bruins, but the team parted ways with him two days later again after the public outcry. In 2016, at the age of 15, he and another classmate were found delinquent in a juvenile court. The pair was accused and found guilty of deceiving a developing disabled African-American classmate. They said they tricked him into eating a piece of candy that they had wiped in a urinal, repeated bullying of him and repeatedly calling him the N-word. Surveillance video also captured them kicking and punching the student. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, man. Um, when he's initially drafted, the first team that drafted him, when they initially drafted him, they defended him, citing the desire to be part of a solution in a real way and to help Miller grow from his incident and eventually become a leader against bullying and racism. Uh, same thing happened when he went to the University of North Dakota. Uh, but they were like, yeah, it ain't going to work. More details about the bullying surfaced. A uh, detailed letter from the family of the victim reiterating that Miller had not apologized to the family and detailing further accusations about his behavior, including repeated use of the word the N-word, spitting in the kid's face, smacking and punching him on the school bus, starting as early as the first grade. Miller maintains that the court mandated apology letter he, he read to the family. Court records state the apology was read both to the family and school officials. Um, so the question is, should his career be over because of these acts when he was 15 years old? Man, I don't know how to answer this one. I'm, I'm stuck. Like, ugh, he is dead wrong. He's a hor- wrong. horrible human being. Yeah. But man, like, mm, like, yeah, his whole career over. I know. It's like, like, he, like he, just he, imagine if they wouldn't, it wouldn't have ever surfaced. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it. And I mean, that's the stating the obvious, but like, if it would have never come up, he would still have his career. So it's like, I'm thinking like, I don't know how to answer this one. Like, 
he just he's a scumbag like definitely that like he he is he is a, a very very bad human being but like oh, man I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to answer this one yeah it's weird right because it's like so say he had um robbed a 7-Eleven when he was 15 right and he had done you know probably wouldn't have gone to jail you know, he didn't go to jail for this. He probably wouldn't have gone to jail, but he'd had a record of stealing some candy. And people would have been like, oh, man, he was, you know, he was 15. But it was like, this is extreme bullying. And and maybe it's the racism that, that makes it, like, if he'd have just been, like, a bully, and not to say, I mean, I don't know, like, what would you be bullying somebody for? Like, just, I don't know, pushing them down every day or something. But it was like, it was a pushing them down, and it was the racism. But it's but like you said, it's, it's part of me is like, damn, he was fifteen. Like he can't like this is his profession, right? This isn't this isn't like he can go get a job at another, you know, hockey place because he got drafted. He got drafted once and they cut him. Then he tried to go to college. They wouldn't let him go to college. Then he got drafted again and they said, Nah, we can't have you on our team. So basically, his profession of a hockey player, basically, he won't ever be able to. He at this point. I mean, I guess he's going to have to, you know, remember, like, remember how you talk about with, Ky- with Kyrie, they make Kyrie do all these apologies. And I mean, maybe he's got to, you know, I, don't, I don't know, do like an after school special. And I don't know. But yeah, it is tough, man. 15. But damn, it was reading this thing, man. It was so relentless and so persistent what he was doing to this kid. Yeah, it was some bad stuff. Um, and it was it was consistent. It wasn't, I, like I said, maybe he just beat him up once. Like, all right. But this was like, they told me they started in first. They told me they started in first grade. They was messing with this kid, man. Cause the kid couldn't do anything. That show how weak they are, man. Um, shows really how weak they are. Like he deserves something, right? Like he definitely did, and you know, hmm. is 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 there redemption? Is there a chance for redemption? Because obviously, like I said, so he got drafted once, so he got punished by getting cut. He tried to go to college, he got punished by getting cut. Then he got drafted again a second time, and he still they team parted ways with him. But it's not gonna matter. Not he's not gonna change. He's been this way since he's been. Uh, but that's what how I'm saying. How old in the first grade? You're six, six right. years old, right? So, yeah. so his pretty much his entire life he's been like this. So. It's really hard to reverse something like that just over I, overnight. Do do you think it? So when he went, he they found delinquent in juvenile court. So do you think when he got in trouble at fifteen, you think you think he realized the years of mistakes, or you think right now it? If he was twenty, he was fifteen in twenty sixteen. So he's basically like twenty three, possibly now twenty two, twenty three right now. Do you think at twenty two, twenty three, you think he's the same dude? Yes. But I, I think he's sorry because and only because he lost everything. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's still the same guy. No way that you can be that way for all those years and not be the same guy. Like, you could try. You could try to change. And you and you, you might make some strides and, 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 and get further along. But if he shows remorse, the remorse is... Because he lost everything, because he can't play hockey anymore. 
That's what I think. He would frequently use the N-word and brownie and often told him to go pick their cotton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You see? Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think, like, I had this conversation with someone the other day who, you know, I was talking about Jerry Jones. Right. And I agreed with Jay Williams. Did you see what he, or Mm -hmm. hear what he said? Like, I agreed with him, like, you know, on denouncing racism. Mm -hmm. But, the guy was telling me a black dude said that, you know, think about it. Like all those years ago, you're 14 years. And if Jerry is telling the truth Mm -hmm. that he was curious to watch, to see what was going on, Mm -hmm. you were in that environment. Like, of course you're going to be there, you know, quote unquote watching. Right. And he was like asking me, why should Jerry, Denounce it, like you know he's he he's he owns a company. It's a privately owned company, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. But I was like, well, the majority of his staff that he pays millions of dollars to, right, is black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? So what kind of message does that send to people, right? The world uh, supports your team that you own. So another reason why, you know, you got to kind of speak up. But he was like, well, does he have to speak up? Is it required for him to speak up? Right. Or is it like a moral decision? You know what I'm saying? So. So it's always been right. It's always been, you know, people. So you are a 14 year old guy in Arkansas in 19, whatever that was, right? It's a pretty good chance that you weren't a fan of black people there. That's right. It's just, just, you know, like he may not have gone to start the riot or whatever, but it's a pretty good chance that Jerry Jones wasn't, you know, wasn't a fan of what, black people. And he wasn't there just as really no spectator. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good chance. So, again, we can't know what was on his heart. We can't know what was in his mind. But, yeah, I think Jay Will is right. Like, w- when that picture comes out, y- you have to you you have to say something to be like, yo, like, I was there. I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was happening. But looking back on it now, I realized that what happened to those people that day was awful. Never should, you know what I'm saying? Something like that never should have happened. Well, tell the and, truth and say you changed. Right. You know, well, like, that's what I'm saying. You could, well, you could say, you could say, you know, I was there, I was curious, but I did see some things that I'm not proud of that I witnessed. And, you know, maybe if I was a little older and understood better, I would have stepped in with blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, Jay Will was right. He, 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 he owes not necessarily explanation for being there. But you almost need to, uh, you almost need to tell me, not like I said, not why you were there, but that that doesn't represent what I believe. What you believe, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's 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 my point. And so, going back to this hockey player, he should have done that. Well, they, he, like I said, they, he said he's apologized, you know, to the family and. But again, I don't know, like 15, but it was only seven years ago. It's just. It's not that long ago. Right. But and, again, but and you, he, he but definitely feel, feels that way. But he, he 
he's remorseful even more so now probably or right. potentially bitter because he lost everything so he might double down on it now be like you know so, so what this what this article doesn't tell me is when when he apologized did he apologize when he was 15 when he got locked up or did he apologize two years ago right before he got drafted so without the hate mail I really want to know because I'm curious mm-hmm. what are they why and this might just be a rhetorical type of question but like mm, I don't know how to phrase it because I'm not on the dude's side but like why 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 did they banish him you know what I'm saying? Because they because they don't want the they don't want the the press. They they drafted him, and University of North Carolina brought him to the school. And University of North Carolina, they or no, the Coyotes said North Dakota. Yeah, but I'm saying now the, the Coyotes who drafted him first initially defended, citing their desire to be a part of the solution in a real way, and to help Miller grow from this incident, and eventually become a leader against bullying and racism. So that was the Phoenix Coyotes. That was their explanation for why they drafted them. Like, we trying to be a part of the solution. But it was so much of an outcry that people were like, you know. Like, I don't know how good he is. I mean, he's getting drafted, so he's got to be pretty good. But he's not good enough where you're like, we're going to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's He's good, but he's not good enough for us to deal with this. Yeah, that's a tough one. He should He should definitely pay for, you know, for his actions. There should be some consequences. But uh, I, I just don't know if because the thing about thing about professional sports is only a short window, right? Yeah, like he he can only do it. He's twenty two, twenty three. Like if he not playing playing by like twenty eight, twenty nine, like I don't know how much longer the punishment is, but it's gonna be very soon. But his he'll never ever make money from what his profession is. The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is racism. Is expensive. <laughs> like racism is expensive. So, yeah, all all them times he, they was playing around, thinking it was funny, and now look at look at you now. Wellington Park. Wellington Park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I just thought about shout out to a certain school in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I already know what it's Talk this about is Wellingtons. <laughs> no uh, one knows where the gym is located in that particular school. You just ask around, and they let me tell you the well. We 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 academic institution. Now. We were in the you know all the D.C. public schools have that little in, inside courtyard, right? So we're in this courtyard, and uh, we asked the teacher where the gym was. She professes to say how flustered she was and how how how. Her day went and that she usually knows where the gym is, but today she's drawing a blank, so she can't tell us. <laughs> Come on, man. 
you just don't know where the gym is. Just say that. And then none of the students knew. And then they told us, they sent us on a wild goose chase and told us that we had to walk through a tunnel. Do you know, is there a tunnel um, at that high school? That certain, oh, man, I ain't been in that high school in years. I don't know what they got up in there. They said man. we had to walk through a tunnel to get to the gym. <laughs> there was no tunnel. <laughs> there was no tunnel. So I, I apologize for adding or interrupting. But I meant that that should have been the A-Young, too. But I, like I said, I had tons of A-Youngs for this week. But um, a certain public high school in Washington, D.C. gets my A-Young. I mean, my Wellington Park, by the way. But I, I'm a, I digress. I'm going to let you get to it. All right. My Wellington Park. The real, to, the real Wellington Park. Yeah, the real, the, the, the real Wellington Park goes to uh, CVS. Uh, I guess CVS is everywhere in the country, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think CVS is a national chain. CVS is a... Um, Drugstore. So if you go to CVS, you know, when you checking out, they'll put that little thing up that says, uh, do you want to donate to the ADA, the American Diabetes Association? Uh, you know, you can donate, you can donate a dollar to, to the ADA. Uh, so actually what was happening is you weren't actually weren't donating a dollar to the ADA. Actually what you were doing was covering the $10 million that CVS had pledged to the ADA themselves. Uh-oh. So in April, in April, 2021, CVS signed a sponsorship deal with the ADA under the terms of the deal. CVS received the rights to use the ADA logos and ADA agreed to promote CVS on his website. In return, CVS agreed to donate at least $10 million over three years to the ADA. People with serious medical conditions like diabetes require a lot of prescription medication. So this is a lucrative deal for CVS because it's basically getting all those uh, ADA people that need uh, diabetes medicine to go to CVS. CVS Health could have just paid the $10 million. Since CVS signed the agreement, the company has bought in $395 billion in revenue. $10 $10 million represents 0.000002% of the CVS revenue, but that's not what they did. Instead, the agreement allows CVS to offset its obligation to the ADA through in-store fundraising. Each year, CVS turns over the customer donations. Then at the end of the year, the agreement, CVS pays an amount equal to the difference. So CVS made a deal for $10 million and basically whatever they don't get of that $10 million, they cover the difference. But that's not how it was advertised to the customers. The customers, you know, when you check out, and I think it's, I think they do the roundup. You know, if your thing is four dollars and thirteen cent, you round up to five dollars, and they give they say they're gonna donate to ADA. But you really weren't donating that today. I mean, eventually it gets to the ADA, but it's not from you to the ADA. It's really you helping to cover the money that CVS said they were going to pay the ADA. So yeah, CVS they welling. They got us. They got us paying for things that they said they promised to pay, and it's crazy because, like they said, they made the deal, and they getting all the benefit of the free advertising and all the free business, and they not even paying a little measly ten million dollars. They put it on the back of me and you, man. Because I usually do that. 
when they ask me, do I want to uh, round up? I almost always round up, you know, trying to help out. But I ain't even really helping, man. They they just taking money from me, man. So CVS, Wellington Park of the Week. And I know so many people that worked at CVS when we was in high school. Lord, we had a lot of fun in CVS. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> CVS, y'all got to do better. Yeah. Pay, pay, pay the 10 mil. Y'all got it. Yeah. All right. So nice little episode. Let's get up out of here. Be a problem solver, not a problem finder. Problem solver, not a problem finder. If you can't take care of your family in life, take care of them in death. Get you some life insurance. Relationships, build them before you need them. DNA, know why you do what you do, who you will let down if you fail. And have a plan. Pull up the motor cash. I got a show today. That's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate.